Very good. All right, if you'll go to Luke chapter 22, of course, we've been in the commands of Christ, but I'm, I'm going to kind of deviate from it just a little bit, and uh, I'm not sure if it's because of this weekend or if it's because of different people I've talked to or counsel, but uh, when I when I kind of feel impressed to go a different direction, I'll, I love it when God gives a little bit of confirmation. So this morning, uh, you know, and I'd had uh, this plan for for most of the week uh, to go this direction. This morning I, I got up in something that I had posted in 2012. Uh, you know, they every once in a while, if you're familiar with that Facebook thing at all, I don't do a whole lot on it anymore, but I used to, uh, when I, especially when I, I couldn't uh, travel and couldn't do things and every, every night, uh, you know, I would spend time with the Lord and whatever he taught me, I would post it on Facebook and, and talk about it. And so uh, it came up in one of those memories of from 2012. It came up and said, you know, this memory, and, and it was the exact message that I'm going to preach this morning, uh, the truth that I had written about at that time that I was going to preach this morning. I thought, well, that's, uh, that's sort of coincidental. So uh, uh, now I thought, well, Lord, thank you. Must be the direction to go. But uh, truthfully, what I've uh, really dealt with and, and talked to a lot of people about, and I think all of us, uh, it seems like uh, in this life that we're living right now that the, the battles surrounding us are sort of intensifying. It seems like that uh, the attacks are just coming from every direction. And, uh, and, and honestly, I believe there's a greater spiritual warfare going on right now than has been. Uh, you know, recently I just uh, read about it, mentioned, I think I mentioned on Wednesday night maybe, but recently, you know, there was a, a lot out there about a young pastor, 30 years old, that took his life, uh, that he has been dealing with depression and de- dealing with anxiety and depression. Well, I- I'll be honest with you, uh, I don't know what all went on, but, I, but a lot of times that's just, that's just spiritual attack. Spiritual warfare that that uh, it becomes overwhelming in the in the life of someone and it just keeps beating us down, and and uh, and one of the things that we've got to to be careful of as as individuals is that um, that we understand that the people that we're sitting around, the people that we're interacting with, they may be right at that verge where they just feel like I'm I'm almost at the point. Of, of drowning, you know, where you're just in that water and you're treading water and you're just keeping your nose above water and, and they're just treading water to survive. So folks, let's, let's be very careful how we treat each other. Be very careful how we talk to each other. Very careful about how we interact. We, uh, you know, we just don't realize how, how emotionally people are struggling and how, how much each of us needs encouragement. I've had quite a few people over the, the recent days that, that, uh, from our church that have been very encouraging to me and, and just said very encouraging words to me. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, that, that is such a blessing. It's such a help. And, and, and I'll just, I just say it. You know, of course, it's very evident this young pastor uh, already we have to face. But this is, this is just now we're finding out about these kind of things because of social media. It, this has been happening for a long, long time. Uh, where, where men of God have, have come under such stress and pressure that they, they finally, you know, many of them, they just quit. They just, they walk away. They, they give up. They walk away from the ministry. Uh, in this case, in this severe case, they even take their life. Now, everybody 
is in battles. Everybody's struggling with battles. As I look across this room, I think, you know, I look at people that are struggling with health problems. I look at people that are struggling with financial problems. I look at people that are struggling with family problems and emotional problems. And, 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 and you know, and, and nobody in here is really exempt from having struggles. Now, some of these struggles, these battles will come because life and health mean illness and eventual death. I mean, if, you, if you're alive right now, guess what? You're going to face illness and death eventually. You just are. Uh, sometimes it'll come because of, of, of enemies. There, there are those who would love to just tear us down. There are those who would love to take us down. There, you know, and there, uh, there, sometimes it's enemies. Sometimes it'll come from friends. Sometimes friends have so much advice that their advice is, is all actually very discouraging because, you, you, you know, sometimes you can't, you, you understand that when you continually advise somebody, that might mean that you're, what you're really saying is you continually feel like they're wrong because of something that's got to be corrected. Some will come from the world. The world will always attack Christianity. Some will come from Christians. Sadly, uh, you know, they've said for over and over, you know, for a long, long time I've been hearing this, but Christianity is the, the only uh, army that shoots its own wounded. You know, guess what, folks? If somebody's fallen, we're here to get them up. We're here to recover them. We want them to make it. Praise the Lord. We want them to make it. Sometimes it comes from Satan, but, I, but always, wherever it comes from, it's always allowed by God. This is what we've got to remember. God's still in control. And so battles and, battles and struggles are inevitable. What we do with them or what we learn from them, how we thrive through them rather than just survive them, that's what's really important. And that's the, what we're going to look at. Is really, again, I, I'm a, just, I, I don't mind admitting it, I'm a very simplistic preacher. Uh, I learned a long time ago that, uh, that it's better to, to, tr- to, to transfer truth than to demonstrate your intellect, okay? Uh, it, it's just so very important that, that we get this. But I want you to go to Luke chapter 22. I'll read the first passage. There's two passages that we're going to look at, and then we'll read the first passage, and I'll have a word of prayer. Luke chapter 22, I want you to look at verse 40. Luke chapter 22, verse 40. It says this, it says, And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me, nevertheless not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. In verse 44, And being in agony... He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as a word great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer, he was come to his disciples. He found them sleeping for sorrow. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless us more. And the Holy Spirit of God, I ask you to guide my mind and my thoughts. 
Spirit of God, I yield myself to thee. And Lord, I pray that, that this might be an encouragement to somebody. This might be a help to somebody. Lord, that, that someone who is struggling might look and say, I, I, I can. I, I can do this. I can. And Lord, I pray, please, that you, you would just guide my mind and my thoughts. The Spirit of God, that you would lead me. And that, that you would just speak through me. And, and Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would bind Satan from this place and turn back every evil that would try to attack and try to steal the truth from the people of God. Lord, I ask you to please help us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to notice, and and uh, in in this verse forty five, it says, "When he rose up from prayer, take a look at it now." He says he was come to his disciples, and he found them sleeping. Now that's where we normally we will stop at that. But here's what's so vital: is to look at that passage and look at every word, and and see we we put the emphasis on the fact that they went to sleep. But I want to, to emphasize just for a moment why they went to sleep. Look at it. It says, he found them sleeping for sorrow. He found them sleeping for sorrow. Now, folks, the, what, it, what it, that scripture is telling us is that these men were under a, a pressure. They were under a stress. They were under a, a, a this this oppression that was upon them right now. Now, we'll talk about just a moment why, but what it's saying is clearly that under this pressure and under this stress, here's what they did. They went to sleep. And folks, any, anybody in here ever been under pressure? Anybody ever been under some stress? You say, I'm saying ever because I don't want to say right now because probably all over this room, we're under it right now. We're under some stress. We're under some pressure. We're, and again, it can be just the whole gamut uh, out there of the reasons why. But that stress and that pressure comes in our life. And, they, they, and, and truthfully, spiritual oppression comes in our life. And it, and it brings a form of sorrow. When you study, especially in the Old Testament, that word sorrow means depression. And, uh, and so the, the, this word sorrow, that's, that's a lot of what it is. It's an oppression. It's a, a depression that comes upon us. And, and it says that these disciples went to sleep, not because they were weary, not because they were tired, not because they'd been up all night. They went to sleep for sorrow. Anybody here be willing to admit that when you get a little bit down and you get overwhelmed with the stress and pressure, that you also get sleepy? That you also, when, when it comes, you, you just want to crawl in the bed and do nothing. I, I have to admit, folks, I'm a normal human being. There's times where I know I've got things to do, and I know I need to study. I know I need to, and, and I'll just lay back on that bed and, and just almost beg for sleep. Because I, I'm just sort of overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with whatever I'm having to deal with right now. And, and, and please understand this. I can't name enough things that might be, you might be struggling with, but I can tell you this, there are many times you feel that way and you have no idea what it is. You don't even know why. You feel overwhelmed and you feel discouraged and you feel depressed and if somebody says, what is it, 
You can't put your finger on it. That's why I say it's a spiritual oppression. And so here's where these disciples are. You say, well, why were they feeling that way? Here they are with Jesus out in the garden. Because, listen, folks, uh, one of the great times that you need to guard for for discouragement and depression is, is after a wonderful victory. You see, after you've experienced really a real high, not that kind of high, but but when you've experienced a real victory and you've been really excited about it, really just excited about it, okay, and all of a sudden, a, a day later, you realize that things are not really going the way you thought they were, you, that you were so excited about. On the other side of that great victory is a very dangerous place. And these men had come, and man, they were throwing uh, leaves out there, and they were throwing the limbs out there, and they were praising them, and they were doing everything just a few days ago. And all this excitement about Jesus coming into the city, and, and now all now they're in a, in a garden, and they're fearing for the life. They're fearing that they may go to jail. They're fearing they may be beaten. They're fearing that they may be killed. It doesn't look so good right now. And watch this. If it had gone from here to here, that'd been bad. But when they were here and they end up here, that'll smack you in the face. And everything's going so wonderful. You ever planned a vacation and got so excited about it and just planned and then, man, this is going to be the greatest vacation in the world until you got there. I think it was my brother Alex, I think a couple of summers ago, they always go down to Destin, isn't it? They go down there all the time. And, and, and uh, where I was reading and he was down there, and when they got down there, every day it was raining. Every day it was storming. And, you know, I mean, you, you finally get a week off and go to the beach, got you a place on the beach where you can walk out the door to the beach and it rains every day. Now, for me, that's not a bad thing because I like rain. Plus, it also means everybody else is going to stay in and I got the place to myself. So I'm okay with that. But the fact is, is that this is, this is what happens when we think it's spiritually we've been climbing and we're thinking, oh, I got this. I really, you know what? I, I was struggling with this. And, and man, I've been two weeks and I've done really good. I've been two months. Woo! I've been six months. And then boom. You know what happens when we fall then? Emotionally we fall. That's a great give up time. I, I, I just, why try again? I failed again. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. So we've established that they went to sleep. Jesus went to pray. They went to sleep. But they didn't want to go to sleep because they were exhausted. They went to sleep for sorrow. Now Matthew chapter 26, look at verse 35. Matthew chapter 26, verse 35. It says, Peter said unto them, unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, also said all the disciples. Uh, 
you talk about being depressed. Now, they're going to be depressed pretty soon now. Because they're on, you know, look, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never say anything. I'll never go back on my word. I'll never, I'll never touch that again. Look at verse 20, uh, 36. It says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful. Notice the words here now. To be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful. Even unto death, tarry you here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but if thou wilt. And when he cometh <coughs> unto the disciples and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Folks, in here we see the, 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 the failure of man, and we also see the way of success through all of our trials. It, it's so incredible here. But as you, you see first, verse 35, that they're saying, you know, we'll never deny you. Verse 36, they, they come into the, uh, the garden and Jesus says, stay here and I'm going to go and pray yonder. And then verse 37, he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee. So, they're, you know, everybody else is going to stay here. You're going to go with me a little further down the road here and go a little closer to where I am. But I want you to notice this what's so important. It says that Jesus, began to be sorrowful. Now, why did the disciples go to sleep? Sorrow. Talk to me. Why? Sorrow. And now it says of Jesus that he's very sorrowful. Now, watch this. That means that Jesus had the same emotions as they had. Here's what's even more important. Not only did he have the same emotions, but it says, Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful. Whatever emotions and discouragement and depression they had, Jesus had it more. Amen. To a greater extent. You say, wait a minute, now, is that not sin? No, 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 that is not sin. God, look, God, Jesus had to face everything we'd ever face. And in, God created us with emotions inside of us. Emotions that we have to live with and deal with every day. That, therefore, Jesus had to live with and deal with those same emotions. And he said, I'm sorrowful. He said, not just sorrowful like you are. I'm exceeding sorrowful. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I believe it's because the disciples thought they might be in prison. They might be beaten. They might be put to death. Jesus knew exactly what was, was about to happen to him. Jesus knew where he would be very soon. Jesus knew that his body would be ripped, up, uh, ripped apart, that he'd be nailed on a cross, that he would suffer all of our sin. He knew that. Now, here's the answer, and this is such a simplistic message. But we have a choice here this morning. We do either what man does, 
Good men. Now, here's what the problem is. What I'm about to tell you, I'm not, a, I'm not criticizing these men because I will never be to the level of I- any of those uh, what we call apostles, these dis- disciples that follow Jesus. They're, they're, they're incredible people. And the way they live for all those years following Jesus and the way they're going to live and die for Jesus is, is amazing. But here's what we've got to understand. Sometimes we watch even good men too close and we mimic them. Let me just tell you, and I don't know this, and I, I want to be very careful, but, but I, I, I will change it. But the, 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 every time that I've ever seen uh, where, where a pastor uh, falls away, where a pastor struggles in sin, where a pastor gives up and quits, can I tell you that all, uh, virtually every time, every time that that happens, there are people that will start dropping out and dropping away. Now, folks, we were, those, we were too focused on the man. Let me help you, folks. I'm a human being. I'm trying real hard to do what God wants me to do and live the way the Lord wants me to do, but I'm a human being. But watch this. These were really good men, and we have a choice now. We can either follow their example, or we can follow Jesus' example. See, really good men, because of the stress, okay, any of you, would, uh, any of you uh, good Christians, would you admit there are some times, there's ever been even one time in your life where you got discouraged enough that you literally went, crawled into bed and went to sleep? Now, I'm using that as a very, very careful thing because the truth is, in, in our generation, even back then, I'm sure this was, they went to sleep as an escape. You see, the devil lies to us. Go to sleep and it'll go away. No, it doesn't. But here's what he... Here's what really happens, and I'm sure during this time too, but we're talking about good men. Good men go to sleep. Struggling men take drugs. Struggling men drink themselves into oblivion. Forgive me, good Christians today may not go to sleep, may just sit oblivious in front of a TV for hours and hours and hours. Because they call it amusement, no think, and so you go stare at it and don't think. It's an escape. And here's the lie. When you get up, it'll go away. Folks, there's never been a drug that made it better when you came off the drug. That's why they have drugs to get them high and they have drugs to pull them down. And then they have something to get them high again. You know, they're trying to escape. There is no escape. You don't escape the issue. The truth is, most of what we do as good people actually makes it worse when we get up. 
Now, but this is what the disciples did. They tried to go to sleep. They did go to sleep. Now, here's, here's the answer. Y'all ready for the answer? What am I to do then? During those times of trial and stress and pressure, when those times when I feel like my legs are weak and I just don't even, there are times for me when, you know, I take and I walk and pray. And there are times when I walk outside and I won't walk very far and I'll maybe just sit down. There are times I go lay down in the grass because I just, and I'm not, it's not, my body's not exhausted. I just don't have the drive. I don't have that inside me because of the discouragement to just even keep walking. Here is what Jesus did, though, in the Scripture, and it's so clear and it's so beautiful. In verse 38, it says, Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. He said, I'm so, I'm so overwhelmed, I feel like I'm going to die. Look what he says, Tarry you here and watch with me. And here it is. Verse 39, and he went a little further. Folks, this is the most simplistic answer in the world, but this is what Jesus did that was different than the disciples. He went a little further. Now, there are times when you feel like I can't go on. Can I tell you what Jesus did? The disciples said, I can't go on. So I'm stopping. I'm giving up. I'm not going any further. Matter of fact, I'm so discouraged, I'm just going to go to sleep. Because that's what happens to your body when you get that discouraged. Jesus, with that overwhelming discouragement, the Scripture simply says, He went a little further. Folks, can I tell you, the first thing that God wants us to do that's different from what man does, he wants you to just decide, God, I'm going to keep going. I I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm going to keep walking until I see the light. I don't see any answer to the question, but I'm going to keep walking until you bring the answer. I I can't see it, God. I can't understand it. And I'm overwhelmed. But God, I'm going to keep serving you. Watch this. I'm going to keep coming to church even though I don't feel like walking in the door. I'm going to come and I'm going to come meeting with the people even though I don't feel like being around anybody anymore. I'm going to keep walking in. I'm going to keep going. And watch this. It's not just character and determination to keep you going. He said, he went a little further and prayed. Listen, folks, as you go a little further and pray, it's not go and go and go and go and then pray. It's pray as you go. He went a little further and prayed, and that prayer gave him the strength to go a little further. And he went a little further and prayed, and that that prayer gave him strength to go a little further. And you know where he went? He went all the way to the cross until he said, it is finished. You know how far he went? He went till he finished. And that's what God's got to have us do. Go till we finish. 
I don't know how long I'm going to live. I don't know what God's given me. I don't know what tomorrow holds for me. But I know this. I know who holds tomorrow. And I know that God has commanded me to keep going until I finish the race he set before me. This is the answer. Go a little further and pray. And here's why it's so important, folks. It's one, so that we keep going, because I'm telling you, this world and this oppression and this, 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 this depression and it, it, it comes in, and it comes in waves against us. It comes and attacks us all the time. And watch this. If you won't admit that it does, I, I'm afraid for you, because one day it's going to knock you off your feet. The best thing to do is just admit you got an enemy. And how are we going to face that enemy? Well, Jesus said, he told Peter, and he made it real clear. He said, he said watch and pray with me. Watch this now. Pray lest you enter into temptation. Now listen to this, folks. God didn't say, pray that temptation, you'll never face it. Because the truth is, in this world we live in, we face it every day. There's temptation to us every day. Here's what he said. Pray that you don't enter into it. It's going to come across your path. It may come across your path before you get out of our parking lot. It may come across your path before you get out of this building. Temptation may come. It's going to come across your path. But God said, let me tell you, here's your remedy to not entering into the temptation. Jesus made it real clear. Boy, the Bible's so simple. He said, pray lest you enter into temptation. You know what the antibiotic is? You know what the remedy is for not entering into temptation? Prayer. And Peter, here it is. He said, pray, Peter, lest you enter into temptation. Why? Peter in his pride said, I'll never reject you. I'll never fail you. I'll never turn my back on you. And and Jesus said, you better pray because the time's coming where you're going to be tested, Peter. And, And what did Peter do? He ended up entering into temptation. He denied Christ. I believe with all my heart. And I don't know that it, it, it could have ever got, I mean, God knows, but, but I just believe when Jesus said, tarry ye here, if Peter had looked at Jesus and said, Lord Jesus, please just let me walk with you. I won't bother you. I won't interfere with you. I won't make a noise, but let me be with you while you pray. Let me stay with you while you pray. And you say, well, you know, could he have done that? Jesus said, tarry ye here. Yeah, well, Elijah told told Elisha to stay, and Elisha said, no, I'm not, I'm going with you. And I believe if Peter had said, no, I'm not, I'm going with you, Jesus, I believe that Peter would have never denied Christ. Because praying with Jesus that night for an hour, he wouldn't have entered into the temptation. God knew that he wouldn't, though. And I'm saying here, you know how we can keep from entering into temptation? You go a little further. Go a little further and pray. My daughter Brooke, there's about a hundred year old poem that was written. 
In that poem, it goes like this. She's made it into a song years and years later. It was a friend of ours and found this poem from her, her great-grandmother, and it was very, very old. It's, but it's this. It says, if I could have been in that garden when my Savior knelt in prayer, if I could have heard when he pleaded in anguish and sorrow there, if I might have whispered so gently a message of comfort and cheer, I wonder if I might have touched him so tenderly, brushing away his tears. If I could have been in that garden when all others lay in sleep, if I could have prayed with my Savior and helped him his vigil to keep, I wonder if I might have spoken and told him his burden I'd share. I know we had walked hand in hand in that garden if I could have been with him there. And you know, if Peter had just been with him and they had prayed together, I just believe he'd been strengthened. So folks, let me just challenge you. You're struggling? Don't try to escape it. There is no escape. But there's victory. We can't escape it by going to sleep. We can't escape it by taking something that will make us forget it for a while because it will be there when we wake up. But we can go a little further and pray. And you know if our prayer would be a prayer that really invited Jesus into our presence and us into his presence I believe when the temptation comes and it will we won't enter in because we've been with the one who didn't enter in you're struggling pray you're struggling? Call some of us and ask us to pray with you. You're struggling? Say, I got to meet with you. Let's pray. It's a very simplistic answer. Oops. Bifocals. Very simplistic answer. But Jesus told them, pray lest you enter into temptation. Prayer is what gives us the strength to keep from entering into the temptation. You want to win? We've got to pray. And it starts today. You want to win in this thing of salvation? Somehow God, not in the exact words that we recite, but he brought it to a prayer. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A prayer. A prayer. Christ could give you eternal life this morning. But also listen to me. Most of us in here, many of us in here know we're going to heaven. But what about your day-by-day -day battle? It's won by prayer. That's why it's so important to consistently not recite words, 
not run down a list, but walk into the presence of God. And you only find that by going a little further and pray. Father, I ask you to bless this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this. Good folks, Lord, it's, it's what we call a holiday weekend. Lord, I pray that you protect each and every one through this weekend and all that goes on. But Lord, we face a lot. Dear God, we're just human flesh and we have a lot of emotions. Lord, we have a lot of people that get hurt. And Lord, sadly, sometimes we're, we're the instrument that brings hurt to others. Dear God, I pray that we'd understand that you were hurt way beyond us. And this is what you did. You said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. And you went a little further and you prayed. In a time of great sorrow, you prayed. And Lord, please let us be that kind of people. Dear God, we don't have to enter into temptation. Yes, temptation is going to come across our path, but we don't have to enter in. You know, maybe this morning would be a good time to just go a little further and pray. Psalter's not that far, but I wonder how much closer Peter would have, how much, how far it would have really been to get that closer to Jesus if he had just taken a few more steps and come closer so he could hear the prayer of Jesus, so he could pray with him how his life might have been changed. Let's all stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. We're going to take a few moments and, you know, the truth is, maybe this would be a really good time to just go a little further and pray. Say, Brother Hooker, boy, my heart is just heavy. This is the remedy. And Jesus was, he was burdened down. But this is what he did. He went a little further. As she plays, if you'd like to use the altar.